0: Against all oddities, a podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly
1: true and the truthfully odd.
0: I'm middle brother, Chris.
1: I'm youngest brother, Tim. Hi, I'm Nate. And together, we talk about werewolf ghosts, yeah. astral yeah. projection, immortality, aliens, logs, ESP, the I've devil, been... witchcraft, the and occult, the AP, Stargates And sometimes Time's We have over four seasons <laughs> of weird stuff with new episodes monthly. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>
0: Hi, this is Dustin. Just a little reminder that this show is for adults. In fact, this episode in particular is a casual conversation amongst adults, so I wouldn't let the little ones listen in on this one. You never know what we might say. If you're from a country that prohibits explicit language, please listen at your discretion. Otherwise, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Clothes make a statement, costumes tell a story. Mason Cooley. Welcome back to Dustin Can Read and Watch. I'm your host, Dustin, of course, and we are continuing our discussion from last week for Halloween with Amber from Witches Talking Tarot and Tim from Against All Oddities. This week, we're talking the more supernatural side of things like cryptids and ghosts and whatnot. So stay tuned. We pick up in mid-discussion here and then we go into the rest of the chat. Enjoy. Enjoy. For some reason, my Google account's like, this account looks like it's phishing. And I'm like, it's me. I sent it to myself. And it wouldn't open it as a Word doc. It opened it up as a PDF. It was really strange. I don't know what's going on, but whatever.
2: Yeah, and you can't even blame Mercury retrograde anymore because it went direct the other day. So can't even (laughs) blame the stars.
0: Oh,
1: damn. I needed something to blame. It could just be miscellaneous haunting. Haunting unspecified. Ghost, Ghost in the in machine. The machine. <laughs> yeah. Appropriate for, uh, I'm guessing, this is your Halloween episode, right? Yeah,
0: this is going to be for Halloween. Um, cool. Yeah, it could be gremlins too. We, You know, either way. Gremlins usually affect electronics, don't they? Isn't that what they do? Uh, there was the one. Not, not, the, not the movie gremlins, but actual gremlins.
2: Oh, I don't the, know. I just know the movies. I know number two, the second movie, the best.
1: No, what's the, uh, there's a Dutch house spirit or something that is kind of like mischievous, but you're supposed to like make it offerings like the house fairies or the house gnomes or something.
2: I mean, oh, brownies, wow. Dom There's a lot of different house spirits in every culture. Uh, and they like to fuck shit up. So
1: Chris said, there's, when in doubt, pour one out. And uh, it means to go offer it like some wine or some whiskey or something because Nate had uh, like he is he's on a farm and he has farm tractors and farm equipment and all this in his computer. All of it just broke all in a series of days. And he was like, Chris, what what's wrong? Like, what am I doing? is like, just go offer whatever is haunting you a, l- a little airplane glass of whiskey and see if it goes away. Can't hurt. I mean, <laughs> might as well try.
2: I mean, the the spirits want what they want. So, you know, you got to give them what they want.
0: And most of the time, like I, from what I understand, yeah, it can be something you create or it can be something you interact with that you're creating negatively or whatever. Um, and that's what I think, um, ghosts are basically they're, they're either energy pockets of energy that have been saved in a space, you know, they just repeat over and over, you know, like an echo, yeah, residual. And, yeah. um, or it's an actual, like your body is made of energy. And like we've all been told, and I've said this before on this show, that energy doesn't go away. It just transforms. So your mind obviously is part of energy. I mean, how often you have thoughts. It's created by something. So that consciousness, may not be in your body anymore. And it might not be in the way around you, as you would think it would be, but it still might be around. And I do believe that you can interact with that or that energy can interact with you in some way, especially if it gets trapped somewhere, or if it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, um, someone you love who wants to visit or whatever, you know, so that's why I believe in spirits. And, you know, I believe in all that stuff. And it might not be the same way that everybody looks at it, you know, like, fantasy children folk you know type of stories but like harry potter magic you know not like that but it's like you said it's the intent it's the energy you put out there so yeah
1: i'm I'm aware i can't (laughs) i just went on a little tangent but um (laughs) um, no that's the thing that's uh i keep saying that's a thing that's like my phrase for the night i guess (laughs) the uh or if you replace energy with like vibrations too, like you hear vibrations, like lights are wavelength and it's coming in everything's through, through sort of so that. But I, I don't like sort of like good vibe, sort of hippie things, but literal <laughs> like vibe, vibe. Right. Like th- I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just the, uh, the different side of that is, uh, when people do like astral projection and remote viewing and things like that, they use, uh, or at least Joseph Monigal from the Stargate program back in the 70s, the CIA used this guy as a, as a means to try to objectively measure remote viewing. But you'd also astral project, but they came up with uh, what they called hemi-sync technology and it's uh, vi- vibrations that are supposed to connect the left and the right side of your brain to make it easier to do these things. Mm hmm. And you can, you can listen to it. You can listen to it on YouTube or if you see the people that put up videos or Spotify things that like the, the God frequency or lucid dreaming frequency, most of it's like they're just selling something and trying to make, put like jazz hands on it. Mm-hmm. But there's something to it. Um, as they found it more effective if they listen to that stuff to the point that they studied it initially with rats they gave like i don't know how they give rats alzheimer's but they they bred them into having memory deficits and then applied these vibrations to their brain and they would have better memory and they'd remember things and like because they'd step on something and get shocked and then if they played the the hemi stuff enough they would they'd stop stepping on it or they'd remember or go around it even even though they were supposed to have forgotten it by then but the way they delivered the vibration is they drilled a hole into the mouse's head and then put a metal rod into its brain and ran the vibrations through that. But they got enough of a response that there's a study and I'd, I'd like to follow up on this cause I don't know when it was. They're doing it to Alzheimer's patients, but not by drilling a hole into their head. They're, okay, they're playing here. these frequencies in a room, like a living room mm-hmm. and they're kind of flashing a light at the same frequency and they're having the, the people with Alzheimer's or memory difficulty just hang out in the room for a few hours a day. Okay. And I don't know if there's results of that yet, but it's
0: kind of feels like radiation,
1: <laughs> right? Uh, it's just, it's just sounds and it's real low. When you listen to it, It's just blah 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 blah. And I thought, cool, I'll just run with this and I'll like meditate with it or something, or just so I don't have to remember that I'm running because it's horrible to do that. But I tried it a couple of times. I just had a splitting headache by the end of it.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't have the damage that needs
1: it. That's why.
2: Like it makes sense, though, because I know I've read things where like uh, Alzheimer's patients have been like they play music for them to help their uh, cognitive abilities stay intact or even improve. So like it makes sense that the vibrations would help, but I never listen to any of those things where it's like listen to this vibration because it just gives me a headache most of the time. And I... I'm not down with those like those sounds. They just bother my head. I also can't take it has got to be because it's R. not
0: meant for you at that point. You know, yeah. you
2: don't
1: need it. So it's not meant for you. So you, that's why it's yeah. bad for you basically. Fair it's, enough. it's kind of fun to try. If uh, so, Nate did the Monroe Institute in Charlottesville, Virginia, where the Joseph McMoneagle gives lectures and stuff and Bob Monroe started it And so uh, they they're trying to also objectively measure this stuff and uva has a center of consciousness and so if you want to study that uva has a program for it but they hang out and they hook electrodes to the people's brains that are trying to do like the astral projection remote viewing and things cool. um and they play the hemisync non-stop the whole time they're there trying to like improve it and there's mm-hmm. a woman that nate met that he said was deaf in one sign but he was like it doesn't matter she can't hear it but it uh the vibrations are still going to her brain and it's supposed to work the same so it's not even about the the listening or the hearing it it's just applying it to your your brain to try to sync it up a little bit that's crazy that is wild oh that okay um, product the <coughs> yeah, I think it's called stargate is the program you can sit they're available uh and if you can't find it let me know so shoot me an email I can send you a link to some of them okay Even though you're just like, I don't know if I need that right now. I'd be like, no, you need it. I'm going to send it. (laughs) You need to put this in your head. You need to vibrate your brain harder.
2: (laughs) Anything Monroe Institute related, like, sounds so cool to me. Like, I won't even lie. At Pagan Pride Day, one of our presenters was, like, compiling a list of different things for people who are new to paganism. And she was like, what podcasts? And I didn't have to say my own podcast because somebody else in the community listens to us. So they said, which is talking tarot. But then I was like, against all oddities is fucking cool and crazy. And like, you'll learn all this crazy stuff. And then I like told about the Monroe Institute episode because I was like, that will make people understand why I'm saying like, if you're new to the craft, because like part of it's about changing your way of thinking, like you guys have a different way of approaching information than I think like the regular standard person. And like, that's all like magic is changing your way of thinking. It's changing your approach to the mundane world and seeing the magic that exists there. You know what I mean? So like, Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Cause, Thanks.
2: Yeah, super jealous yeah. of Nate. Like that's so
1: cool. Dude, I don't. I don't know how Nate lives a life where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to sp- pay a lot of money to spend a week at this place just to <clears> think.
2: Yeah. think. Just going to drag my <laughs> like, daughter. Dude, I don't have a week to do Skin that. Skinwalker Ranch and not tell her. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, that crazy. was fun.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. Speaking of like Skinwalker Ranch and all that stuff, so <laughs> I want to get into supernatural beings and paranormal beings and whatnot. So um, I've already spoken about my theory on ghosts. Have you guys either one or both interacted with or been affected by a ghost in your real life? Yes. Yeah. I have. Okay. <laughs> Give us a brief little story about it.
2: Um, so, well, Hey, I, I can hear spirits, uh, especially when I was younger I learned to block them out when I got older because it's really freaky when you don't know what's going on when you're a kid, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But I won't go into all any of those, you know, it's just, you know, hearing things and it's really freaky, like when you're out in the woods. And yeah, but one time when I lived in Memphis there, uh, I worked at, I don't know if you're at all familiar with the Hickory Ridge Mall area.
0: Oh, yeah. I went there all the time.
2: I worked across the street from Hickory Ridge Mall at Ridgeway O'Charlie's. Um, and like I ate down. There. That's funny. Huh? You ate there?
0: I've eaten there. Yeah. You
2: have? It, mm-hmm. Is it still there? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought it closed down. I don't know. God. it. Anyway. That's a different story, but I worked there, and down the road from that restaurant, there's like a burned out house, and the legend was that a witch lived there back in like the 1950s or the 1970s, and that like a bunch of people were like, oh, she's evil, because you know, Memphis, Bible Belt, and they burned it down with her inside. That was the story that my friends and I were told. If that's, I don't know if that's true or not. But that was the story that we were told. So I drove a minivan back when I was in high school. Don't let your kids drive a minivan. If you have children and you're listening, you can fit a lot of kids in a minivan. So kids shouldn't drive a minivan. I'm just, as a kid, had a minivan, bad, bad for it was a lot of fun for us, but it's you shouldn't do it. Um But like, so I piled like 10 of my friends in the van and we went down to check out the house, right? Except they were all a bunch of jackasses and I was already starting to practice. And so I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we were here to see if we could feel anything. Like if we can communicate with this person that was murdered as far as we know. Um, And they're like running in and out of this burned out building and crap. And I was like... I'm not okay with this. I'm going to go and I'm the one who's driving. So if you're coming with me, you're coming with me. Otherwise you get to walk home from the ghetto, have fun. Um, so they all left with me, but I'm pretty sh- like something else left with me too, because after that night, weird shit started happening all over the place for me in my household. Like my room, like My computer would just randomly turn off. My TV would randomly turn on. But then one day, like, everything happened. So I was getting ready. I don't eat. I think I was getting ready for work. I think it was a weekend. And we had one of those, like, my bedroom was catty corner to my bathroom. And we had one of those bathrooms that the toilet and the shower, there's a door to close it, and then the sinks are, you know there, and then there's the door out into the rest of the house, right? So there's multiple doors Mm -hmm. in the bathroom. So somebody could be taking a shower or going to the restroom, and somebody else can be you know, brushing their teeth or whatever with a door in between. So I was getting ready for my shower, and at this point, I was the only kid living at the house because I was 16, so my my older siblings had moved out, and um, there was nobody else there. I had turned on the water to let the water warm up, and I had turned on the light uh, in the bathroom, in that room of the bathroom. And I, the light in the other part of the bathroom was also on and both doors were open and I was running back to my room probably to like grab my towel or maybe my boom box. I can't remember anymore. Um, but I go back into my room to get what I need and I come back to the bathroom and the door between the shower and the sink area is closed and locked. The water's still on, the fan and light's still on, but that door is closed and locked. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I get the little lock picky thingy that you have with that, you know, and I get the door open and I get it back open and I'm a little freaked out. So I go back into my room for a minute. Um, I don't remember why, but when I go back, the outer door is now closed. The, like the main bathroom door is now closed and locked. Okay, I'm still the only it's... person home. I'm not doing this because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get in the shower. I have places to be or something. But this keeps happening and I unlock the door and then I go back into my room, except now my light's off, except I'm a teenager and I don't give a fuck about the electric bill yet. So I know I didn't turn that light off myself. Like my dad was always yelling at me about that stuff. It wasn't me. And so I'm like, okay, what is going on? And I have never taken a shower as a teenager before with all those doors open. But I promise you, I blocked the doors open like with like stuff so it could not shut again. And I took a shower with all the lights on in the house, no radio on so that I could hear because I was terrified because there's no explanation. And then later we did like a Ouija board thing and there was something in my room. But, you know, it was like, yeah, I've been watching you. And it was really freaky. But Ouija board stuff, other people are involved, right? So it's like, was my friend messing with me? Were they not? I don't know. But there was nobody at the house locking those doors. Like that was... I always assumed I brought that witch home with me, and I like actually talked to her and was like, "Please." I tried to be respectful. Those assholes, like I made them leave, like leave me alone. Don't blame I don't me. know. I don't know what else to do because I was to house. and I had just <laughs> like I was like practicing witchcraft for three years tops. At this point, I knew nothing. There was no internet yet. Like I had AOL Instant Messenger, perhaps, but that was it. Like. <laughs> There was no websites where you could like Google this shit. I was on my own. And I did I was like so scared. I started sleeping with like the TV on, turned up loud, cause like there was something in my room with me. I knew it. Yeah. Like there was no not knowing it. So that's my my most, most, most paranormal story that doesn't involve crap talking to me.
1: Ooh. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Um Let's say when I was a teenager and I've, I've told this story before, but it was, uh, I lived in a, an apartment with two other guys up in the upstairs one. And then downstairs was a landlord and he was a guy that had to be in his nineties. He wore three piece suits out to mow the lawn and he just was barely walking around. He was just, and he kept knocking on our door every day. Knock, 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 knock. knock and we'd have to run errands for him, like go get groceries or he couldn't read anymore because he couldn't see his checks. We signed checks for him, like 19 year old kids. Um, Wow. and then, um, I had, uh, like heard a knock, 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 knock. And there's a younger guy like in his forties wearing overalls and had this red curlyish hair and he was taller and it was just kept going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's not, I, that wasn't me. And I was like, it's fine. You're fine. He's like, no, I'm just sorry. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, I don't okay. Cause it was like the middle of the day. I don't even remember like going to sleep. And then three days later we found out he was dead oh. in the apartment. Oh, what? and nobody knew when he died um so i think he was just apologizing on his way out um and then a happier sad tim (laughs) right it was i mean he was he was in rough shape but he was i don't know the the maintenance guy came by and was looking through a window and found him um the uh i had a saint bernard that died on his 11th birthday and he was like my buddy he was he was my dog and we had just moved into a new house and then 10 days later he he died i was like this house sucks it's the mm-hmm. house's fault it's cuz he fell off a retaining wall and he broke his back and it was like <gasps> i had to put him down
2: oh. it is the house's fault that was the house's fault yeah that's fault. why i was it was literally like house the house's about.
1: fault yeah but then like 6 months later i was asleep again and this could i mean you say what you want it could be a dream or whatever but My hand was kind of hanging off the bed and I heard him snuffling around and walking around we had hardwood floors and I I heard his little nails clicking on the floors and then it just didn't register. I was like, Satchel, what are you doing? And it's just, and he wanted to play and he, he rested his head on my arm and I felt his, the heat from his jowls and his warmth on his mouth. And I reached to pet him just to be like, all right, I'll get up. And then I woke up. He just, and I was like, oh, he died six months ago. So he like, he totally came by for a visit oh um so that's the happiest ghost story i have and then at one point i was just napping on a couch and i i couldn't fall asleep i had sleep paralysis and i saw a shadow person that was like trying to get in whatever that means (laughs) a lot and i'm still afraid to sleep in that room and that was the realest, scary sort of non-ghost non-human entity experience that i've had i've I've had that i've had the sleep paralysis thing um
0: yeah i was like oh that's just in your mind i'm like i don't I don't know. I never had it before. And this happened. Mine came from me leaving the hospital and I'm like, something came home with me from the hospital, you know, cause there's always yeah. the people die all the time at the hospital and there's always, you know, supposedly negative spirits and stuff that can hang around there to you know, feed on that. And so I came home and then I, I had a dream and somebody like, so the way my room was set up was like the head of my bed to my right was my doorway into my room and my closet was to my left And so my feet were pointed at the window. So it's probably the way, I don't know. We're not going to go into feng shui and all that. But um, so I woke up and I heard in my dream, I woke up and it was still my room and somebody had walked into my room and I went and I just kind of turned my head toward the door and no one was there. And then when I turned my head back to the left, someone was standing next to me. So like they had opened the door and walked around my bed into the other side. Right. Mm. And so I, and they stood next to me and they jumped on me and then I woke up and I couldn't move. Oh. That's awful. I know. That's the scariest, the, like, it was the scary as hell. I that. couldn't, I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. I was frozen. And I'm like, and I, I, as much as I tried to will myself to move, I couldn't do it. And then I heard my father at the time, cause I was 19. Um, and I heard my, or 20, one of the two. Um, and I had been in the hospital for like six weeks. It spread out, but still six weeks total and had major surgery and whatnot. And I heard him get up. and It was like five something in the morning, probably 536 maybe. And I heard him get up and I heard him walking through the hallway or going to the bathroom. And I was like, I've was like, i got to get dad in here. I've got to get him in here to help me. And I just kept going, like really trying to will my hand up above my head. And so I was like, and I could barely talk. I couldn't get more. I was like, dad. I was trying to like get it out and I just kind of put my head up against the wall behind me. was trying to like tap on it and it was just kind of barely. And I heard him come out of the bathroom, walk right past my room, past where I'm tapping on the wall because the hallway's right behind my head and he just didn't pay attention. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. I was so scared. Eventually I finally got out of it and I was like, I can't, mm -mm. I'm sleeping in this chair. (laughs) I'm going into the living room, watching TV, sleeping in the chair. I'm not going to be alone so yeah that was a horrible feeling and when i kept reading things like oh that's all in your head i'm like i don't think so this was different this was i was really trying to move and i couldn't do it um and i wasn't asleep (laughs) you know i was like i was awake and i could not move so i think something attacked me in my sleep and i saw you know i have a whole episode of a show i was on called um you can see me in the dark i've mentioned it a few times before Um, The episode is from their their first episode in season two called "The Portal," and it's all me for like a half hour talking about my paranormal experiences, as far as like ghosts and shadow people and whatnot. And it's really well produced, so I suggest anybody listening go listen to that. Again, it's you can see me in the dark. It's um, some people I know from from Memphis, and um, they put it together. They have a whole bunch of episodes. Just you know, it's something you guys would really be interested in. Just personal. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's cool. freaky. Um, like, the stuff that's happened to me. And I almost ended up on uh, the show, The Scariest Places on Earth. So, um, because of some of the stuff that went down in my college that I oh. went to. So, uh, you should definitely listen to it.
2: Yeah, but definitely. Anyway,
0: yeah. So, okay. Other than like ghostly experiences, what about cryptids or aliens? Anything else you've seen that you're like, what? Or maybe you think you've seen or heard, or I know you had those sounds in the woods at some point and you're
1: kind of like, are these animals? Is this spirits? Is this demons? Or, you know, whatever. So. I think cryptids are harder because a lot of times it is something in the woods. And even if it's, um, not a Bigfoot or, uh, a a wendigo or whatever it could be something real that's just as scary that could like bite you or eat you Mm -hmm. and i love those things and i'm gonna lean on the side of i believe in them even if i haven't had like personal experiences with them Mm because there's a lot of stuff out there and if you want to get as deep as like interdimensional like accidental travel from you know bigfoot land into ours and then back into their land like sure i'm game I'm into it, or the UAP things right now, and the Mexican aliens that uh, you know the they presented to Congress that looked just like ET, like that damn thing you like, put up is is it cake? <laughs> I was like kind of mad at that because I was like it's happening. I'm glad it's happening, but that thing looks so fucking stupid. Of I know.
2: I was stupid. like it looks like fucking ET. I'm disappointed. It's like ET right. was preserved in salt.
1: And it has like eggs in it or something like that one was just, it seemed like a bust, but I'm glad that it happened. It's actually, I'm not, I kind of set the whole narrative back, but it's, it's fun. I, yeah. and I, I believe they're like in the whole UAP thing and there's non-human intelligences that we, we can't even like figure out not just the technology, but what they are and why they're here. So yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. I, uh, and I've seen like the, the sort of orbs going through the sky that I thought was Starlink. And then a year later, I saw Starlink above my house and I was like, that is not the same. So maybe it was just, maybe it was something. Hmm. So no, I don't have personal experiences, but I would love to from a distance.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I would love to see a cryptid or aliens like, life made, but I have not seen any of those. I can sound a little crazy and be like, I'm pretty sure I have seen a Banshee or a Wraith. I'm not positive what it was, but it was some black things, multiple, that came at my car one morning when I was driving down a country road at like five in the morning. And that was terrifying because it was kind of storming and I could hear this horrible screechy noise. And then there was this black thing in my windshield and it kind of looked like it just bounced off my car. Um, And or because I am that woo woo crazy lady, I'm fairly certain it bounced off the protective bubble that I keep around me. Um, I know sounds crazy, but it was the scariest shit. Like I immediately told Maddie later that morning once she would be awake, I was like, I don't know what this was but something tried to run me off the road and it was while we were doing research for our Banshee episode so I was like I don't know if it was a Banshee I don't know if it was a Wraith and then she told me about like she was like it sounds like a Dementor from Harry Potter
1: and I was Mm. like
2: I realized that which is why I've never mentioned it on my show (laughs) but uh it's the closest to a cryptid that I've seen that in a a fairy i've seen a fairy but again these things make me sound crazier than saying i've seen Bigfoot or an alien no, i don't I'm think you sound sure. crazy huh
0: i think um so i just learned about this concept which i i knew about the concept let me, let me rephrase that i learned about this term um called tulpa and i don't know if you've heard of it um i heard us on a paranormal show which is a bunch of Stupid videos that are not real. Some of them are, I think, but most of them aren't. um But it's basically it's the idea of materialized being from thought or from basically from like a group belief of bringing something forward or that something is real and therefore it manifests and it does become real. Which yeah. a lot of people said stuff like Slender Man and stuff was, you know, after a while. Right, and. Um, like which I mean I kind of see it being possible because that's how I feel about Santa Claus actually um I don't think it's like this guy who lives at the North Pole but I think he might be like this can you know overall feeling creation. across the globe on the same day everybody's thinking the same thing or at least children are and other you know and it just kind of manifests this being for people who need it kind of thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. um I'm not saying that it's like you know like I said, not, not the red coat guy or it could look like that because that's what everybody's expecting and that's what it shows itself as. So, um, but I kind of, I just found out about that. So it's kind of like, maybe you did manifest that maybe you did call or call it to yourself in a way or in some way. So that's kind of, it's very interesting. Um,
2: yeah, how that was, came
0: about. That's huge.
2: Yeah, like I said, I don't know, but I I've never heard the term tulpa, but I do believe like just like poltergeists are created by thought energy or by chaotic energy within like prepubescent individuals. You know, other things can be created in that same Mm -hmm. way of manifesting it through believing in it enough or having enough individuals believe in that entity like slender man
0: exactly not that i
2: necessarily believe in slender man i don't want to believe in slender man from what i know i don't want that to be a thing i don't want it to be a thing at all
0: yes i mean i don't either that's not one one of the fun cryptids um
2: give me um, a chupacabra i'm not a goat i'll be all right
0: yeah, give me something that's animal-like that's a little better. That's something that seems, you know, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want something crazy like something with, you know, like a freaking Wendigo with all the teeth and, ugh, which I didn't know anything about Wendigos until I watched Teen Wolf, which is funny. They had Wendigos on there too. Um, yeah, later that was on what the Maddie
2: said. That, like, uh, it's a
0: great show. You should watch it. If you like cryptids and stuff like that, and it's, and it's got some teen drama, but it goes more into, like, um, a darker territory like at the toward the end of season two it starts changing in season two and it really becomes you know less about teen romance and heartbreak and you know melodrama and and more about you know all the weird cryptids out there that i'd never even heard of and we're talking about like they use stuff from different cultures and they bring it in they repurpose it in a way for that fits into the show but not in a hokey way there's it's kind of neat um so i really recommend watching that if you just kind of want something fun to watch and uh learn some some neat, you know. If you don't know any folklore from around the world, that's kind of a you know way to get into it. And they do it through history and all this stuff. And like, it's really neat. So, speaking of like Teen Wolf and and popular culture in general, uh, moving on to a lighter note. So, classic movie monsters like Universal movie monsters. Which ones are? Which what's your favorite? Which one do you want to exist in real life? Oh.
1: Of what the classics, I'd probably lean towards Dracula.
2: Swamp uh, thing? Uh, no, so not swamp thing. The creature from the Dracula Black Lagoon.
1: Yeah, the the,
2: the immortality
1: want... at a price. I think okay, that has a whole lot of story behind it, or the, the the power, but you're suffering the whole time. Like you gain the ultimate power, but you're not without satisfaction or whatever for for eternity so that the whole story is pretty good it's kind also of like werewolves are sweet i don't know maybe i'll lean toward werewolves
2: <laughs> well and like in a lot of cultures like the werewolf and vampire stuff like kind of overlaps and comes like the yeah, yeah, unmetting was
1: one and the same
2: yeah yeah i mean yeah, he really kind of was and i mean like in greek uh lore the the greek vampire kind of uh overlaps with a zombie in a way like i'm pretty sure they eat like brains i think so but i don't i i believe that vampires kind of are a thing like they're in enough mythology and legend that at some point if it was a different race or whether they still exist today i do believe vampires really were a thing Again, I'm a little crazy, but that's okay. I really like on some level vampires have existed at some point. Just like on some level, the undead exists in some manner because it was something I was watching that was like kind of pointing out that the undead was a thing. Like, in a way, you can bring people back from the brink and now they have seen the other side and they are not the same as those of us who have never been dead before. It, it sounds crazy, but so I believe perhaps vampires already have existed and or do exist like Bigfoot exists because Bigfoot is totally real. Like Bigfoot 100% is real just because we don't have proof doesn't mean anything. But I would love to see The Creature from the Black Lagoon be a real thing. I would love that. It wouldn't affect me at all because I don't swim in lakes if I can avoid it. (laughs) It was one of my favorite movies growing up. And then my youngest daughter... She loved that movie. She loved old black and whites. And it was great because we got to watch.
0: Do of- you remember since you used to live in Memphis and it's probably we probably lived at the same time at that time. They had like I think it was ABC or Fox 24 might at, the, at the time, actually, before ABC. Um, they did a, uh, a showing of the black and white creature of the Black Lagoon and you could go pick up 3D glasses to watch it in 3D.
1: I don't Do you not remember, remember this. It was that. like
0: Halloween one year. I, that was like the first year I didn't go trick-or-treating. I was like, I'm going to be mature. I'm going to stay home, and I'm going to watch this movie. And that, I, I wasn't into the movie at all. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> 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 Why did I not go out and trick-or-treat?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was- if, it, if it was around Halloween, I absolutely was not interested because I was... I was trick-or-treating up until, like, I got married. Like, let's be, like, 16, I got, I was trick-or-treating for the last time. And then I got married when I was 17. So, like, legitimately, I I enjoyed taking my kids trick-or-treating. It was fun. I always dress up. I still dress up to pass out candy. I love Halloween. So I, the I walking I, I dead.
0: If I had kids or, or somebody I could take out trick or treating, I would love to do it and get dressed up and do all that. That'd be great. That's
1: a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah the, we live for that stuff.
2: The walking dead premiere is the only time where I was like, I'm going to stay home. Because
1: yeah, it came it out depends. on
2: Halloween and I was like, I will pass out candy this year. You can take the kids trick or treating. I'm going to, I'll take one for the team. I'll stay home <laughs> and watch TV.
0: <laughs> Am I to assume so is trick-or-treating is your favorite part of Halloween or is that is it something else
2: the dressing up 100% the costumes 100% okay I'll That's dress up too. all the time if I can like what about don't you care.
1: Yeah, Deca- I like the decorations a lot too because you can just completely transform the inside of your house to just something different for a month and then we do the inflatables outside and everything and switch it up and just one are fun what
2: just one month of decorations that's it
1: oh well from the 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 i'd say the the god not gaudy but the the loud ones so my anniversary is actually tomorrow and then our rule of the house is the day after our anniversary we get the halloween stuff out
2: nice and so
1: we get maybe six weeks six weeks of it
0: what kind of things do you decorate with? Do you have a theme? Do you have like a, just certain, like an aesthetic
1: you like or what? That's chaos. We just have a ton of stuff, like a ton of skulls. I'm not big into skulls, but it's kind of fun. Uh, I have like this fire thing that you put, it's a goat skull, but you put it in your fire. It's fireproof. So you have like a goat skull in your fire. That's, uh, we have, um, inflatable pumpkin guy waving from a hot air balloon that we put on our roof sometimes an inflatable dragon, a couple of a couple of others of those. We, we sort of like I'll do Christmas decoration type things on the trees in our yard, but Halloween ones, uh, okay. a lot of goth looking like velvet pumpkins. We'll put spider webs on our mantles and then put all the stuff on that. So it's, you know, each room, we just fill it up lights, the led strip lights, Little oh yeah, or pumpkins, or just purple colors and stuff.
2: Heck yeah!
1: What about you, Amber? Uh,
2: all things Halloweeny. My favorite Halloween color combo is actually green and purple. So if it's a, a decoration that's green and purple, I'm automatically like probably gonna buy it just because I love the way those two look together for Halloween stuff. I'm really big on ironically, witches' hats, cauldrons, and brooms. I mean, I guess play to your strengths. I don't know. I really love all, like, putting a ton of witch hats out. Like, and I'll use old costume stuff as decoration. So, like, if I'm not wearing this cloak this year, well, it's just going to hang over here for the duration of the Halloween season. Uh, Because, like, I have a cloak for, like, a costume cloak that's, like, it looks like spiderweb, but like glisteny, you know? So if I'm not mm-hmm. wearing that as part of my costume, I'll hang it out somewhere in my house where it's part of the decorations. Um, we just have a whole lot of random crap. Because um, we used to be, I'm really big on Halloween, and our rule, like, at first it was September 1st we would ha- decorate. But my birthday's on the 14th. Um, so then the rule became, like, we could decorate at my birthday or later fine i'll take it um but like i would get decorations as birthday presents all the time like my parents know i love halloween so when i was younger half the time i would just get halloween decorations from everybody so it's just a bunch of random stuff that people give me and then one of my friends had to get rid of her storage room and she's like i know you love halloween and i have all these decorations do you want them And I was like, yes, I do. And there was like this mummy guy that hangs in a cage that freaked my kids out for the first couple years we had it. So we didn't hang him inside anymore because that wasn't nice. But like just all sorts (laughs) of random crazy shit. Like if I can do scary, I like scary because my kids are big now. Like my youngest is 16. So, you know, if she's scared by the skeleton guy, then she's scared. But like, I can't help that. Yeah.
0: yeah, I go for a more um, gothic aesthetic. Like the, I like, I like uh, the lace. I like just like I, I like like um, stuff like crows and ravens and um, um, the bowls and stuff I get are like more wired. And one of them looks like a, a like a, you know like chip bowls and whatnot. If I'm gonna yes. have a party, they're like it looks like spider webs. It's a bowl. It's a, it looks like a spider webs all wire and that's cool. Um, I, yeah, I do a lot of that stuff. I'll put stuff over the lamps, really kind of bring the, you know, a lot of it's just mainly black and white and then the pumpkin, like the traditional looking stuff. So I kind of want it to look like what you would go to a party in the early 1900s, late 1800s or something like that. You know, that's what I want it to look like. That's, I mean, obviously I have newer stuff, so you're not going to be able to do so much. (laughs) I'm not going to move the crap out of my house. What I would do sometimes is like cover it up with sheets to make it look like it was an old house like things had to be covered and you know to preserve and so I would do that and and uh I would always really think okay, oh, what can I do I can put candles but I get led candles and then some real candles depending on where they're placed and uh, you know I, I like yeah that's what I've always done I'll, I'll put like a lace and stuff on top of a pumpkin instead of carving it and I'll that's hot glue cool. it on there so it's all laced out oh, instead of crazy. uh yeah because you can get really cool lace patterns like with spiders on them or like different moons and whatnot. They have different things. If you go to Michael's or I don't know, Michael's, but
2: yeah, no, um, for sure. I love Joanne
0: fabrics or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to do. I look up all that kind of stuff, all that Southern living.
2: Yeah. um, Well, and it's (laughs) fun to do different different pumpkins. pumpkins. I love doing different kinds of pumpkins. Like one year we just, we drilled a bunch of holes in a pumpkin and I put like, uh, flowers and feathers and stuff from the dollar tree and made a face out of them. And it was so cool looking like it was one of the coolest things. And then my husband drilled holes in a small pumpkin and put it over the outside light. So it was like a pumpkin disco ball. That was kind of fun. It was a lot of effort. That's so we only cool. did that the one year, but it was a con- it was a lot of fun. And yeah,
0: that sounds cool.
2: Yeah, we usually we always have a Halloween party uh, for the kids because like growing up, I always wanted to have a Halloween party.
1: But Mm -hmm. my parents
2: were not the entertaining type. Um, So, like, we always have a Halloween party. And I put white sheets on all the furniture so that the black light will set it off. And quite often, because I don't care about my white sheets, I'll take red food coloring and, like, splatter it on there so it looks like blood. And we'll take handprints of blood and put them on the uh, mirrors in the bathroom. Because for the party, I like it to be creepy as hell. Like, I want the kids... To get a little scared. Just a little scared. Just a little bit scared. It's, still, it's a bad. scunch. Just All a bad. scunch. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's <laughs> Halloween.
2: Like, it's Halloween.
0: Yeah. It's to be I scary. Get yeah. Um, what do you say, what do you think is your favorite uh, costume you've ever worn?
1: Um Spaghetti we an and, meat Godzilla, and
2: meat. Godzilla. Oh, nice.
1: A uh, but it wasn't a costume. It was a literal like you blow it up and it was plastic, but Nate cut open the back of it and crawled inside of it. And me and Chris being the younger brothers were like, that is so cool. Cause he was six foot Godzilla walking around or whatever, <laughs> but there's no way to breathe. And he didn't tell us that. Instead, <laughs> we and it was plastic. It was like, the centimeter God. thick pl- like it was so he was sweating he got out and he was like chris you can go i'm, I'm done with it and chris was like yeah i'm godzilla and so he was like walking <clears throat> he didn't even get a block and then gave it to me i was like yeah i'm godzilla i was like i can't breathe this is but we still <laughs> talk about it it was still fun that it's just like oh that's genius let's just wrap our face in plastic and walk around
2: <clears throat> but it was
1: the late 80s who cares plastic was thicker than it's durable.
2: Had <laughs> that horrible chemical smell, you know, like right in your face. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. damn. What about you, Amber?
2: Um, my best friend and I, when I was like 11, we were spaghetti and meatballs. And <laughs> I've never been more proud of a concept. Like we got like off-white jumpsuits and put brown and red pom-poms on them and yellow and red yarn. And then because I'm blonde, we decided it was a good idea to dump an entire bottle of red food dye on my head. Um, So, like, that was fun because it dripped everywhere um, and I was stained for a couple days. But that was my favorite costume. I loved that. Like, I I think it was, I think it's because it was the first costume I ever made myself. Because my mom, she made our costumes all the time. Like, most of the time growing up, like, we had a trunk full we had um from world war ii we have my grandfather's old army trunks and i still have one of them but that's what we when i was growing up the halloween costumes were in one of those trunks and my brother and i knew it so like once i was seven ish years old we would just come home from school we'd go through the costume trunk we would either be a prisoner a clown or one of the other random things that was in there still, like my Peter Pan costume from some school play. Um, and we would just throw on one of those costumes and then go trick-or-treating until, you know, the, we had to be home again. Um, yeah. And so, like, that was the first one where, like, my mom didn't make it. It wasn't out of the costume trunk. Like, it was all me. And, like, I was... I, I have never been more proud of a concept until my middle daughter a couple years ago. I think it might have been the last year she went trick-or-treating. She was an orange traffic cone.
0: <laughs> she didn't just like stop in the middle of the street, did she? Like,
1: stop.
2: No. <laughs> no. no. Oh, that'd pretty, that that'd would be pretty. That would be smart. hilarious. I could see her doing that. To my knowledge, no, she didn't. She was old enough that like she I think she took the younger daughter and my friend's daughter trick-or-treating that year. I mm-hmm. I stayed home and passed out candy, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I will tell you um my I have two favorites. Um uh, one is was more recently I was like 27 or 28 and I say more recent but you know, it's the most recent. Um and I went as a <laughs> Uh, Brendan Urie from panic at the disco. And it's on, it's in my, on my Instagram, my personal Instagram, where I dressed up as him from, I write sins, not tragedies, the ringleader, the ringmaster outfit, the, on. With the
1: things on it. Yeah.
0: You know, and uh, the yeah. top hat and, you know, and he had like the makeup on, I even got like a wig to like his hair. Cause they had that, you know, the earth, the arts, they had all they had that, like that. I don't know. Everybody had that that jagged cut where it was all like swoopy hair, very yeah. emo looking, you know? And so he had that, I had you know, the make- makeup and the bruise and my, you know, everything. And I have a picture of several pictures of it and I look freaking awesome. And somebody borrowed the jacket and then ripped it. And so I don't have the jacket anymore. So mm-hmm. to get it was made for me too. It was tailor made for me, which makes me so freaking mad. But so the first one that I was really proud of that I thought of that I made, and it was in high school. And I was that in high school. I might've been seventh or eighth grade either way. Uh, I was still probably too old to be going trick or treating technically. You know, I mean, as far as like younger kids and then the older kids, you know, um, I went as the headless horseman of Sleepy Hollow. I didn't have, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, uh, uh, a horse obviously. And this was like a last minute costume. Cause my friends were like, we want to go out and do something. It's like, okay. I uh, 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 looked around and I was like, Ooh, dad's got a really long black jacket. So I put on all black, like a black you know, sweatshirt, and I just put on this big black jacket. It was almost like a, almost like a cloak in a way, and it came down to like my mid calf. So, and I'm tall, I mean, you know, six three. Um, so that I put that on, and I was like, "All right, I need something. How do I look like? What am I going to look like? What am I going to look like?" And then I went, "Oh!" And I grabbed a pumpkin that we had carved, basic jack o' lantern, and then cut out the bottom and just put it on my head. Nice. So I'm walking around with an actual pumpkin on my head.
2: Heck yeah! <laughs>
0: all night, thing got heavy after a while. I was like, "Okay," but. It still worked. It's great. You know? And, um, I did it later on when I made my own, um, Jack Skellington costume, I used a pumpkin and spray painted it white and had that. And that was before they readily had nightmare before Christmas costumes available. So I made that from scratch from like a tuxedo I found in a thrift store,
2: That's um, awesome.
0: made tails and everything and used a whiteout pen to make all his lines and, uh, pinstripes and they're all jagged. Yeah. Uh, that was always fun um (laughs) I I really enjoy I really enjoy I have a big trunk or bins, plastic tubs not a trunk of costumes from years past and like props and everything so I'm like if anybody ever needs costumes I've got you covered like just come over I will get you a costume you can borrow it uh yeah I've always oh my god I love Halloween so much it just has that feeling to it you know it's like you can be anything you want there's possibility there is literal magic in the air you feel it you just feel it on all Eve. the you know? weather's awesome yeah it's not cold it's not burning up yeah it's it's there's that it's crispness to it
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah there's a crispness to it there's that there's that element of like there's a there's a little bit of danger feeling to it there's a little bit of like um like i said the magic there's 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 mystery there's you know, there's the fun, it's, it's got everything encompassing to it. And it's just like, it's kind of like, it's that feeling of like Christmas morning at the same time. It's like, there's something different about that feeling. They're not the same feeling at all, but they have that thing in common. It's like Christmas morning, you wake up and everybody's quiet. Everybody's peaceful. Everybody's happy, at least for like those few hours in the morning. I don't know about the rest of the day, but in the morning when you wake up and you, and you just feel it, you know, you, you go out you, you could go outside with your new sled or whatever and it's quiet outside but everybody's at peace it's like everybody's cool for just a little while and that's kind of like in the opposite way of halloween everybody's kind of chaotic but we're all in unity in that at the same time so it's kind of got that feeling to it which is what i love about the holiday in general so yeah that's my, that's my testimonial of why i love halloween
1: christmas is anticipation but it's also like you know peace joy, love. <laughs> And Halloween, it's you're a lot of anticipation, but for the night, it's you, you think it's the candy, but it's the whole night is the experience. It's just the whole thing. Anything could happen. Yeah. The, yeah. Just just the experiencing that the, oh, the whole aesthetic that you just said. Yeah. So it's not just the the present or just the bag of candy. It's just the being out and seeing the, the community. Doing all those same things.
2: Well, and it's like uh, you're participating in old rituals, even when you, even though you don't necessarily know it when you're young, you're participating in these ancient rituals. People have been celebrating Halloween on the same day of the year for millennia. Like we have celebrated the dead in this way for such a long time that. You're participating, like if you think of time as a spiral versus a linear thing, you're revisiting the dead like all the way back to the beginnings. Like because Halloween is a celebration of the dead ultimately. And it's the celebrating the dead is celebrating a connection of life. And that feeling in the air is almost like this ceremonial bringing everything that ever was together together. For one night and then in the morning the sun breaks the spell
0: yeah it's kind of sad it's kind of like that that moment at the end of hocus pocus where they kind of blow up and the sun comes up and it's like it's all over and it's kind of like it almost feels like a hangover on november 1st like you it just doesn't quite feel it's like you got that
1: joy ripped away in a way. Yeah, but The decorations I, I, are plastic again, and the yeah spiderwebs like, are just cloth. Yeah, it's they don't the, feel like the they should be there anymore. Literal, everything's just needs to go back to the loft. Oh man, I wish we could all. And I don't,
0: I don't want to go back in time to being a kid. But I wish we could bring that feeling back. Especially, I mean, you still get it. I still get the feeling. But it's like it's different now. It's not the same. You know, it's not as full of wonder. It's more full of like mystery and more full of caution and you know but uh there's still a little bit of there's still a little bit of that spark there which i love so
2: yeah
0: anyway thank you guys so much i'm gonna wrap it up here and it's uh we'll uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i got really wrapped up in that moment um yeah uh thank you that's guys a for good moment me.
1: that's a good because we're just getting started on that so i think it's, it's a good time to keep that in mind though to head into the end of september and october to create that moment and to create that magic and that that feeling that you you're you're going after mm-hmm. it's it's there just, just build it it's there for everybody to build and the more people that do it the more fun it is the more powerful that feeling is so that's uh i think that was a good moment to to wrap it up on
2: yeah Yeah, well thank you so much because halloween is my favorite so i was super excited to get to talk about it because halloween is my favorite it's
0: It's an awesome it's an awesome idea and it's an awesome um i don't want to say it is an awesome idea but i mean it is an awesome uh experience and I, i feel bad for people who didn't get to celebrate it growing up who don't feel that and it makes me upset for them. And I kind of always want to take them under my wing. Like, come on, I'll show you how it's really done. Let's do this. You know, I'll get you a costume. We'll, we'll go out. And, you know, I, I love to, you know, indoctrinate people into Halloween.
2: That's right. Well, the world needs <laughs> it's people It's not the like devil's you, holiday, no, people. Sorry. It. Yes. Keep doing it. I hate people like, call it the, the devil's holiday. That.
0: I'm like, no, we're supposed to be getting the devil away. That's the whole point. <laughs> Don't you people understand? But that's for another discussion. And so, for now, don't forget to listen to Amber on Witcher's Talking Tarot. It comes out. Uh, when, when's your next episode coming out?
2: Uh, actually, we record tomorrow night, and September twenty-first is episode one of season three about the Salem awesome. Witch Trials. So,
0: so by the time right. this comes out, you'll, you'll already have a few episodes under your under yep. your belt for the new yep. season. That's great. And what about you, Tim? You got you get you're doing monthly episodes now, aren't we you?
1: We do monthly episodes. We just put one out on Skinwalker Ranch because Nate took his daughter there, and uh, we'll be uh, coming out with October soon. Nate does an October feast at his house every year, so it might be the last year we cast a bell with our name and some some symbols and things on it, and so this year I think we might make coins. So it's not just a a party. There's always like a purpose to it, like a job to do. And the theme is uh, cavemen versus time travelers. So it's a dress up thing, too. So oh. that'll the episode will probably be surrounding that somehow. But yeah, okay. we're uh, each month something different. But it's we try to get close to the first of the month. We don't always make it, but it's, it's around there. That's cool. Yeah.
0: So check out which is talking tarot and against all oddities. Thank you guys again. Oh, and from me, best of three. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye.